Cool. Good morning, Naomi. Thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. My evening. <laughs> yeah, do you want to, um, before we get into anything, do you want to set the scene where, what's your ground situation? Yeah. Yeah, so um, we actually have, we've been in lockdown for five or six weeks or something like that. Um, I'm in Townsville and it's a lot more isolated than um, other places in Australia. So we have been quite blessed to have only really had like 11 cases. Okay. Um, but we were, we had restrictions put on us straight away so that there was no spreading and it's been really beneficial. We now only have one active case. Um, and no new cases for the last like few weeks so we're able to start doing recovery stuff a little bit but we're not yeah restrictions are slowly being lifted so I'm now allowed to go over to the campus where my office is to continue working on what I was doing but I was able to work from here as well. Um, so you're in like a shared house or a family home or anything? I'm in something called the Youth Precinct. Um, it's this new building that we've had since last year. Um, and the, the dream of it is that it can facilitate youth work and uh, people who, youth that are in homes, dangerous homes. So eventually we will have youth living here that um, don't have a safe place to stay. Um, as well as with the, uh, and connecting with different churches. So, yeah. That sounds cool. It's been a little while since you were with us at Resound. Um, so I wonder if, uh, for those who are new since then, or those who missed you the first time around, give us a little uh, introduction as to who you are, where you are, what you all that sort of stuff. Yeah, no problem. So um, I'm Naomi. I, um, I, I'm from England. My mum, Jackie, is from your church. And um, I have been at YWAM Townsville. So YWAM stands with Youth with a Mission. And they are a charity organisation, um, non-for-profit, um, who basically, mainly they run things called discipleship training schools, but they have mercy ministries all over the world. Um, but I specifically work with YWAM Townsville. And I focus on discipleship training schools. So I uh, am a full-time volunteer and recently just finished staffing something called discipleship training school, which is um, basically a character development school where it teaches um, young people from the ages of 18 to 35, um, like what it is to live life as a Christian, really, like who God is and what a relationship with him looks like, how to hear his voice and then you go on like a two months outreach where we serve in Papua New Guinea on either a medical ship or on land. And um, we, everyone that works here is volunteers. And so we, um, we run, there's so much that we're involved in, in the city, in um, caring for the people in the city, as well as um, sending medical support to Papua New Guinea. And yeah, um, lots of training facilities. And um, I hope that kind of, helps a little bit of what I do but I've just finished um and I look forward to the next one yeah before lockdown we're in Papua New Guinea is that right sorry just before the lockdown you were in Papua New Guinea yeah I literally lockdown happened like two weeks later so wow. we got back time yeah and so could you tell us a little bit more about 
what you were doing out there specifically, um, what groups of people you were supporting? Yeah, yeah. So um, I took, I led a team of uh, 15 students and two other staff all together. So 16 of us all together. Um, we led a team to Papua New Guinea for about six weeks and we were engaging with uh, different communities and um, basically uh, it's community engagement so we did courses or like teaching in churches in schools of um, living healthy lives and healthy lifestyles and um, we also uh, felt very strongly that actually we needed to do first then teach so we did a lot of cleaning up the schools and a lot of um, just inviting people in on how we how we were living and then being able to teach in churches about um, and in schools about uh, what it looks like to have healthy relationship and how to love people and serve um, and we did that through uh, so some of the teams did medical help so they um, check people's eyes there was a lot of um a lot of medical healing in that sense and then like we were mainly uh youth and community engagement and um basically helping set up one of the fruits from what where we went this is there was one of many but um there was two this couple that stayed with us who uh, actually were inspired to start a bible study with the youth in their in their church and um, they are like now discipling them to and championing them to come and do a DTS in the future, um, and to yeah to learn more about uh, who God is and stuff. So we yeah there was a lot that we did. We saw some healings and um, like got to really engage with the people of Papua New Guinea and get them excited about um, about God really. Yeah. Um, Amazing. What sort of um, what sort of reception do you get from the, from the people out there? I guess if you're going out semi-regularly, uh, you can see some of the same people after time. Yes. So um, actually, the the people we stayed with for the first three weeks, they have known um, they they haven't had people with them for four years. So we were the first group in four years, but they knew some people that I create and build relationship and actually they um i'm i'm excited to go back i'm i have a lot of faith that i'll be back there and uh supporting the, the work in the churches that they're doing there um and um yeah so we we're mainly building a lot of relationship that we're able to keep and now i keep in contact with them week uh week by week as much as i can mm. um or the organization does i will message when i can um but we will be able to send more teams there next year, which I'm really, really excited for. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. That sounds really, that sounds really exciting. Yeah, it's great to um, hear a, bit, a little bit about what's going on on the ground um, and what you're involved with. Um, maybe would you be able to tell us, uh, for those who don't know, how you ended up with YWAM, how you ended up in Australia particularly, and like what brought you to the Yeah. <laughs> Well, um, I, oof, where do I start? Well, <laughs> my parents actually um, were with YWAM uh, back, like many years ago. Um, but from 
the age of 14, I was kind of outside of YWAM and, and living life very much for myself. Um, and I didn't really believe in God um, like I did, but I didn't really know what that meant to me. Mm. And I um, was on this whole journey of getting into, you know, bad relationships and, and, and different things. And I uh, got into, I think by, when I was 21 was when I really started to search for something different. And I actually did an alpha course, which I'm sure you guys know about. Um, I did an alpha course after some, uh, I think I saw an advert and I was like, man, I would go to that if somebody was to invite me, but nobody would. Um, and then the next day, one of my friends texts me, someone I didn't speak to very much, but they text me going, Hey, I just saw this thing about an alpha course. Do you want to go? Wow. <laughs> oh, funny that. <laughs> um, so I went and I've just felt so at home and realized that I was like, well, God, God actually is real and he's for me and he loves me and I want to search this out. So came and did a DTS, which is what I've been staffing. Um, came and did that and it completely turned my life around and I, I realized that I really want to live for discipling young people and um, just discipling anybody really actually not just young people discipling anybody and nations and so I felt the call to come back and um, yeah and so far I've staffed two schools and I actually just finished my training to be able to lead schools next this coming year so they have a teacher training uh, course that I now am able to lead schools if I um, but that's how I ended up here but my um, it was a long road to get here I, I it took a, a lot of a lot of things I got to a very dark place before I finally realized oh like God exists and he there's so much more to life than what I've been living mm. um, what I'm really passionate about showing people is that like we have a choice to live a life that is more than we could ever expect it or imagine it to be. Um, there's so much more hope than we think there is. Um, yeah. So I hope that explains how I got here. <laughs> That's cool. Um, yeah. I know it's, it's not uncommon that sort of experience of, of, purposelessness and all finding God and kind of really stepping into that and that transformation but I still always find it encouraging to hear um, on an individual level people's stories about how that came to be and to see what you're doing now and kind of your God and how you're uh, choosing to serve uh, through YWAM being out training and leading and all that so, yeah very cool to see um, yeah I wonder what, um, what challenges do you are facing there currently in your lockdown, what, that, what challenges that brings, but in general, uh, through what you're doing day to day, what are the challenges that you come across? Yeah. Um, actually, I've been, so after the school has had, finished I've now been um I'm in two different areas of the ministry um one of which is I still get to call I get to call people into missions and see if um I get to kind of disciple over the phone but the second half of the day I'm involved in helping pioneer a new youth ministry area 
so this is engaging with youth um uh and part of that is we've been invited to create some kind of course at a youth detention center that's nearby um and actually god's really been making me reflect on alpha because alpha in this city is barely done and uh so that my challenge right now is just i feel like we're in that pioneering stage of creating like we have this youth precinct which is um almost up and ready to start running things from but i um uh it's new to me to think of ideas and propose them and have an action plan put in place so my challenges at the moment is knowing how to to move forward in putting these actions in place and um just yeah wisdom in knowing the right direction of how do we engage especially in this time because we can't gather together like knowing how do we engage youth in asking those big questions of like what is life about um so yeah the challenge is is really we're in this pioneering stage and sometimes it can feel kind of unproductive um because you're just researching and, and and kind of waiting for the the door to be opened um but i have a lot of faith for it god is actually doing he's already opening doors and and um and doing things but you know it's just um those are the challenges we face at the moment and also being able to get the ship back to png um, we had to bring it home because of COVID-19 and because um, if COVID-19 was there, it would completely um, destroy, it would, it would really, really harm their like medical professionals and not being able to function very well. Um, yeah. So get that up and running so that we can, um, we can serve the community well. Mm. Um, he wants to work with us though. So really, really hopeful i'm excited for that yeah yeah uh, i was next gonna ask and you've already touched on some of this that what are some of the things you've seen god already seen god at work um yeah, yeah. a little bit more into that as i say you touched on a few things already but so there's plenty yeah there's there's a lot i think um I actually had a conversation today with one of the girls from the last school that I just staffed and I kind of actually wanted to touch on, on just what I saw God do in her life. Um, that's okay. Um, she was, she came to DTS, um, like coming from a past of just drug abuse and, um, just like a crazy like lifestyle, but she always believed in God. She just was really like, she had authority problems like didn't ever want to follow what people did and um she completely surrendered herself to what god had for her during this time and i saw her absolutely fly like god was just um revealing so much truth to her to the point where she just you could see she was walking in so much freedom and life even though like she had that whole path and um i kind of just wanted to say like i really saw god move in her life and it was just so like so great to see and I just felt so proud of her I didn't think I'd feel as proud of someone until I had a kid but I felt so proud of her um but that's one thing um but something else is just yeah we we have this new thing being set up called care army um which we're heavily going to be involved with um 
and especially like this alpha idea that I've been running with, we um, are now going to be able to do that online through Zoom. Um, and it's going to be a perfect time to uh, do pastoral care for people. And um, so I'm really seeing God's like providing all these ways in where, in where we can serve and still help as a recovery team, basically. Yeah. Um, and he's used this time as one where we can really work on the ministry as well as like building up and preparing to be ready to do ministry. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And for anyone who's not been involved with something like why um it's the way you're describing the other other person and the way they were encountering gods um and being proud of them that it really is a family feel, right? You, you, your connection with other people that you're there with must be incredibly close. Yeah, yeah, we get really, really close. It's like family. Like especially those on outreach like there was one day I got really really sick I had like a 40 degree temperature and like it was really awful so people see you at your worst but I think there's even a picture of um my whole team just surrounding me and praying for me and it's just such a beautiful thing yeah everyone just becomes super super close and the experiences like that you get it's like a yeah God is just yeah, it's really cool to see how he uses that time to really grow people and make like really shows you what relationship can be like, even with people that you wouldn't normally associate with. Um, but being able to see that people have the active choice to seek to understand the people they're around and know how to love them. And, and uh, yeah, that's really my heart is, yeah, I like to see that. And well, um. What kind of lessons do you think you learn about that community, ones of that community, um, through this sort of experience? It sounds like there's plenty that we could learn sort of in our regular lives here here in Bristol. Um, yeah, what, what sort of things are you learning about the importance of that community? Um, that we were, I think. In Papua New Guinea, like specifically, learning to um, really carry each other's burdens um, and that we were made for a relationship. Um, and yeah, that's something that in Papua New Guinea, they have such a strong um, faith in in like their prayer like prayer is something that they they're really good at praying and not ceasing um they would have like three o'clock in the morning prayer <laughs> prayer nights um and the importance of community i think is just being able to be vulnerable with one another and not be and know that you're not going to be judged mm-hmm. um and i think something that especially in like communities and organizations can be a big fear is that people don't want to be vulnerable because they're fearful of their responsibilities being stripped away. But actually, I think um, it's just such a lie from the enemy. We, we have to really be vulnerable with each other in order to help strengthen one another. Like sometimes I, I learned personally, like in leading my outreach team, 
is one of my co-leaders would I would say that I was like maybe afraid of doing a certain thing or I didn't want to do this because they really in some of the villages didn't respect women leadership and I was the leader um and I'd be like I don't want to do this you should do it because you're the guy (laughs) and he would be like I hear you and I understand but no you have to do it (laughs) so do it and like I would be completely like shown how like God used it in such a good way to encourage like the faith of the women in that place as well. Um, But also it showed like men, how like um, how humble the, like he was the other co-leader, like just, yeah. Being able to rely on one another and trust one another. I think community, yeah. Community is so important to make sure you have really good people that you can, be vulnerable with and um walk the road of humility like even if maybe you think that you're you should know more like you can learn so much from just even a five-year-old um I think it's really important to stay really humble and vulnerable um with wisdom of course (laughs) that's so good and sometimes that's hardest things to to be vulnerable with others to well, there's, there's definitely a between vulnerability and humility, isn't there? But uh, yeah, those could be really difficult things to to learn. Um, so it's cool that you've been in situations where that is naturally coming out really things with that core values. Um, yeah. So again, you mentioned a few bits. So what what have you got coming up uh, in the next? Well, I don't know next little while you've got a few projects on the horizon but what are the plans for the next kind of year or so the next year sure um at the moment i am uh so i'm working on this youth team stuff so i really want to get alpha up and running to be able to connect churches and to connect with the young people that are asking those big questions so i want to see how we can as ywam help like start run that but for churches um so that we can get the smaller churches connected together um as well as like make a greater impact on like being able to support youth and make sure they have community um so that's one thing that i have been researching and trying to head up is the start of that um uh especially online as we can't gather together so that's something that's coming up um and um that's like yeah (laughs) and then other things coming up would be i think i my plan is to actually i'll be here in in YWAM like doing the youth work as much as possible um kind of because it's pioneering like still praying for wisdom on how can we engage with the youth here at the precinct and invite young people to be able to have somewhere safe to come um and we still don't fully know what that looks like it's just a lot of ideas and preparations coming into place so um I can't really say what that looks like but um the dts's that start in july and october um those we still have faith are potentially going to be happening even with traveling being a little bit difficult um there'll be a whole new bunch of recruits coming out 
be a whole bunch of new volunteers coming and, and students coming. So, um, yeah, just that's what's new for YWAM as well. Or, yeah, coming. Um, me, I will be, my plan is to actually come home in September uh, to England. Um, and at the moment, it will probably it'll either be coming home for a month or three months, <laughs> depending on what COVID-19 is kind of changing a few things. Um, but the plan is to come home and just, um, actually I really wanted to work with Resound um, and stay with you guys for a bit and see how I can just be a part of what you guys are doing in Bristol. And um, like, yeah that's kind of the plan but I'm still really seeking God on what's kind of next for September time onwards um but then the plan would be to come back again in January and continue the work that I'm doing here until God says go elsewhere cool that's exciting we, we would love to see you back here and uh, get to hang out a bit more it'd be nice yeah that's that's the plan <laughs> so just to finish off um what could we bring for as, as a church, how can we be praying for you, for your team? Yeah. Um, praying for... Um, there's always so much you could be praying for, but praying for um, more vision and wisdom on how to follow through with the vision. Um, for specifically the youth precinct. Um, and then also praying um that we can get the ship out back to png um to keep supporting villages and and keep sending medical help out there that would be great as well um yeah and just prayer for the community like i'm sure like every other community um just prayer that we can stay humble and continue to really strengthen one another especially during this time so Youth precinct, the ship, and community. Wonderful. Very concise. <laughs> it was good. You're really bad at that. <laughs> thank you. Well, great. Naomi, thank you so much. Um, if anyone wants to keep in touch uh, or find out more about what's going on in your, your life and your work, um, where can we go to find out more? Rather than just bothering your mum every week and asking for updates. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Yeah, my mum's really great at that, actually. She's really great at that. My mum, but also Facebook is probably the best place, or my Instagram page as well is also good. Um, but also, I really, I do appreciate even just phone calls. Um, so if people ever want to reach out to me, feel free to just Facebook message me and I would love even just doing Zoom calls like this is really good for me. I'm very relational more than I am wordy. Um, <laughs> so yeah, just Facebook, reach out to me on Facebook and I will uh, get in touch as well. So Naomi Holford, um, I think that's, you've got that at the church already. So. Brilliant. Naomi, thank you so much for taking time out to, to speak with us and sharing with us. Uh, you know, we'll be praying for you and we look forward hopefully to be able to see you again sometime not too distant. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank cool. you. Thanks for much. Take care. Bye. Bye.